The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut is blessed to bring you this edition of Shi'ar Jashub, featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and today we will be concluding a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority, which itself was the conclusion for the Old Testament section of the study. In this sermon, Pastor looked first at the prophet Elijah, and when we left off, he was discussing the prophet Jonah, who was called by God to preach repentance to Nineveh, but who famously tried to flee from the call and from the presence of the Lord by boarding a ship to Tarshish. Here is Pastor Greg. And the point there being you can't flee from God's calling. If he has ordained you for a purpose. Now, you remember, we speak a lot in the Heavenly Authority series about those called to public ministry, right? Don't forget that every Christian is called to some type of ministry. If God has called you, if he has ordained you for a purpose, you can't hide. You can't run to Tarshish, to Spain. You can't go out on a boat and say, well, I'll get away from him. There's no place to get away from God. If you're called to do something, you have to do it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul is speaking about how he deserves support for the ministry, but he doesn't take it. In chapter 9, verse 14, he says, Even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. But I have used none of these things nor have I written these things, that it should be done so to me. For it would be better for me to die than that anyone should make my boasting void. For if I preach the gospel, here's the verse, verse 16. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, I've been entrusted with the stewardship. The NIV, I think, says it a little clearer. He says, Yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and so not make use of my rights in preaching it. But the only thing he can boast about is the fact that he's doing it for free because a worker is worth his keep. He should be being supported. But he can't boast in the fact that he's a minister, that he's a preacher, that he's an apostle. He can't boast in that because woe to him if he doesn't do it. He has to do it. And either he does it discharging the trust as a steward, as a workman, or he does it a free will, in which case he can boast about the fact that he's doing it voluntarily, but he has to do it. He says, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. I am compelled to preach. Jonah, you can't get away from God. Now, maybe in your life you don't have quite a public calling. There's not something that's as clearly seen as someone that's an apostle. 
someone that's a prophet like Jonah, someone that's a minister or a pastor. But there's something God has for you to do. You can't run away from it. There's no place to flee. Woe to us if we don't do that which God has ordained for us to do. And that obviously is a very, very important principle of heavenly authority. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9 and verse 62, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. And the last person in the Old Testament we want to consider is Amos. Amos was a prophet. Uh, he comes from Judah, but he prophesies to northern Israel. He's around the same time as Jonah, around the time of Jeroboam II. And at the beginning of the series, uh, if you can remember back that far, we made a distinction between authority, which comes from a special and personal call of God on your life, like Abraham like Moses, versus that which is derived from a regulated institution or lineage like the priesthood from Aaron, right? An organizational or systematic authority. And many times God works through individuals in the organizational positions. Ezekiel is a priest, right? The book of Ezekiel. Zechariah, as well as a prophet, was probably a priest. Ezra is a priest and a scribe. So many times God works through those in the organizational structure. Saul of Tarsus is a rabbi, though Paul later on would claim his authority based directly from Jesus Christ uh, and not coming from any of his previous position as a rabbi. But then you have men like Amos. And if you look at Amos chapter 1 and verse 1, the words of Amos, who was among the sheep breeders of Tekoa, Tekoa is in Judah, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, the king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, that's Jeroboam II, the son of Joash, king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. So we're told here that Amos is a sheep breeder, a sheep herder. He's not a career religious leader. As a matter of fact, if you turn to chapter 7, you have a confrontation between uh, this Amaziah, who is a priest, who is in the organizational system, calling Amos to account because Jeroboam had done evil in the sight of the Lord. There's all these social abuses in Israel. The poor are being oppressed. Uh, the judges are lawless. And all their worship is a pious smokescreen. So Amos prophesies against Jeroboam. And one of Jeroboam's priests, is Amaziah, questions Amos in an attempt to try to silence him. And if you look at verse 10, Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeroboam, king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. We don't want to hear him anymore. For thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel shall surely be led away captive from their own land. The message they don't want to hear. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Go, you seer, flee to the land of Judah. Go back to Judah. 
There eat bread and there prophesy, but never again prophesy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary and it is the royal residence. Then Amos answered and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet. I was no prophet, nor was I a son of a prophet. I have no lineage in this. This was not my vocation. This was not my career path. But I was a sheep reader and a tender of sycamore fruit. He was an average guy. Then the Lord took me. Notice the source of the authority, the Lord. The Lord took me as I followed the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go, again, just like Elijah, go, prophesy to my people, to my people Israel. Now, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. You say, do not prophesy against Israel, and do not spout against the house of Isaac. Therefore, thus says the Lord, your wife shall be a harlot in the city, your sons and daughters shall fall by the sword, your land shall be divided by a survey line. You shall die in a defiled land, and Israel shall surely be led away captive from his own land. People only want to hear good prophecies. And if all you hear is good, there's something wrong, because there's always something to correct. And many times the prophets, again, won no popularity contest. They throw them in pits. They want to kill them, stone them. Why? Because they speak the truth. The truth many times speaks of our sinfulness, our Baal worship. And then it also speaks about the punishment that comes if we don't change. And nobody wants to hear that. Is it true? Yes. They went into captivity. The nation fell. But don't tell me that right now. The point about Amos, though, I don't want to lose, is that Amos is not a priest. Amos doesn't come from the school of the prophets. He's not of the line of the prophets. Amos is a sheep herder, a tender of trees, and God calls him. And so when Jesus looks to put new wine into new wineskins, we read in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. God can work through the priest, the scribe, the Levite. God can work through the sheep herder and the fisherman. And those who may least expect that they will ever be doing the Lord's work, Jesus can come by the shore of their lives, visit them, and their lives will never be the same again. And that brings us directly into the new covenant and the ministry of the new covenant of grace. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy word. Father, we thank you that we can learn such lessons from men like Elijah and Jonah and Amos. And Father, it is 
innumerable the lessons in your word that can help to set us free. Lord, we pray that you would anoint your servants to speak to their congregations, to speak to their neighbors and their families about the purity of the faith in Jesus Christ, that there would be no compromise, no bail, to decide this day and not to falter, that they would be strengthened in times of fear and shielded from demonic attacks, that you would show each that they are not alone and that you would save them from depression and the temptation of Satan to give up, that we would walk and endure and place our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and the perfecter of our faith, not looking to the left nor the right, knowing that you have the beginning and the end, everything in your hand and your will. Strengthen us by our personal relationship to you, Lord. Give us your still, small voice that we might hear clearly your precious words, Lord Jesus. And from whatever walk of life you call your servants, anoint them and help them to avoid the temptation of compromise, we pray. Make your church pure. Purify your leadership. Father, remove those men who do not know that your word is literal, is true, that deny the foundation of the faith. Father, remove those men from their positions and replace them with those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Join Pastor Greg on the web for serious Bible study and information about our church. The address is www.shiarjashub.org. And may the Lord bless you as you serve Him.